0: Ladies and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports i hope you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well we have a big show in store for you tonight i say it every time out the gate but i don't know if to, uh, tonight's just gonna be a big one because here comes the smoke here comes the smoke here comes the fire i'm about to go full clay travis in this bitch you want to hire Pat casey he's a front runner Okay, let's get that underway. We're going to talk about Pat Casey. If you haven't seen the news, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball is reporting that Pat Casey, I'm reading this, Pat Casey is the clear front runner for LSU Baseball in the new Baseball Vacancy. We're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on that. I got 62 reasons why Pat Casey should not be the next head coach of LSU Baseball. 62. Here we go. Also, a really interesting guy that we're going to have on as a guest at 720 is Brandon Lang. He had a movie made after him where Matthew McConaughey um, played the lead actor. Al Pacino was in that movie. He's a big-time handicapping guy, big-time sports better. I think that you guys are all going to be interested into hearing uh, Brandon Lang's story. It's very interesting on how he came up in Sports Handicapping, Las Vegas, a movie made after him starring Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino. You're not going to want to miss that. I think it's going to be really cool and what he thinks about sports gambling and betting. Also, will LSU finish with the number one class in recruiting if we can get to there? If we can actually get to there, we will go from there. But let's do this. We're gonna to get to the we're gonna we're gonna pay some bills around this thing very quickly, very very quickly, and then I got to get to this Pat Casey news. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denver Springs and Baton Rouge for over sixty-two years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small. Over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Ruffino, sent you on by. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. The, guys, it's the month of June. Everything is heating up. And nothing is heating up more than our friends over at BetOnline. Ton of exciting sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the sports sports odds, news, information, and updates. It's all the information in one, and you can do it all from your mobile device. Visit their website today. Use that mobile device. Join, and you will receive that 50% welcome bonus, and they will know, because you're in the state of Louisiana, that your good friend, Mr. Blake Ruffino at AYS, sent you on by. All right. You, You guys want the smoke? Let me put this in here. Let me put this in the chat very quickly everyone hit that like and share boom guys you got to do it hit that like and share let's do this as my dog does not like it either if you can hear her barking let's let's break down what's happened today so far pat casey per kendall rogers was named to be the front runner for lsu baseball and their head coaching vacancy If you guys don't remember, I'm going to give you a quick story and then I'm going to tell you why it should not happen. Pat Casey is a fantastic coach. Pat Casey is a fantastic recruiter. Pat Casey is a first ballot Hall of Famer when it comes to being a coach on the field. Being a coach on the field, it's not disputed that Pat Casey is one of the better coaches that has ever graced college baseball. Three national titles. The only coach behind our good friend. And our man, the legend Skip Berkman, the only man behind him, is uh, Pat Casey. But in 2018, and let me say this before, let me say this before, I do have faith in Scott Woodward. I have faith in Scott Woodward. I have faith that he can go out there and, and, and get the right guy. He's gotten Jimbo Fisher at AM. He's got Kim Mulkey to come to LSU. I do think that he can do it. But not this one, Scott. Not this one. You can't go after Pat Casey. If you don't remember, in 2018, uh, I'm probably going to butcher the kid's name, but he had a pitcher on his staff named Kurt Heimlich. If you don't remember the story, Kurt Heimlich was a guy that played at Oregon State and allegedly, well, not even allegedly, but was convicted, not arrested, not charged, convicted – of child molestation, convicted. So I know that I've run out here before and say due process, due process, due process. I've said that countless times about Ed Orgeron and the process that we have at LSU. LSU. But a guy has been convicted of a crime. He pled guilty to a crime, and Oregon State and Pat Casey went out here and covered this shit up, and everything that's going on at LSU, the sexual assaults, the cover-ups, everything that we're getting alleged, the first real, maybe second, but the second real big hire, in Scott Wilward's tenure, we want to run out here and hire Pat Casey? Like, that's what we're going to do? Hire that Rudy Poo? A 62-year-old man that covers up sexual assault? Pat, He goes to an interview, and they say, Pat, did you cover it up? No comment. You covered it up. And we're supposed to sit here and act like there's nothing wrong? Also, to the BR media, to the Baton Rouge media, who has come out today and said the following, You Rudy poos, the people that have come out today and said the following, I think Pat Casey's a great coach. It would be a great hire. Yippee. And then you would go on to say you would continue to go on to say that, well, we would have to have some questions from Pat Casey. But it's okay if he answers the question right. We'll forgive him. I am not an Ed Orsron Homer, and I know how this sounds. But we wanted to run Ed Orgeron out that damn door. We wanted to kick him out of the LSU building and say, see ya dog, you covered stuff up, even though we don't have the proof. But now that we have proof from Pat Casey, who quite honestly is a retired 62-year-old man living in the state of Oregon, we want to run out here and hire that man, but fire a dude that's from your own state because he's not an elitist. That's what this shit's come to? That's what all this shit's come to? Jesus Christ. You might as well go to Holy Cross in New Orleans. And you might as well hire Andy Candiceiro back if that's what you think you should do. I've, I have never, never in my life seen a program that can be under allegations of sexual assault and the one coach that you can't go after outside of Kevin O'Sullivan who Kendall Rogers says, and I believe that my man's got, look, he's connected, but I don't agree with him. People tell me different about Kevin O'Sullivan. You want to go hire a guy that covered it up? Go read this man's stuff on Twitter and look at the nation looking through a microscope at LSU. They're looking through a microscope. The LSU Twitter mob came in full effect, not because they don't want Pat Casey. Every one of them said this. I pulled five of them before the show. Five tweets. So if it's yours, I I'm not even going to name names. But if it's yours, I'm just kind of, you know, trying to be a little I don't even know what the good word here is to say. Blake, didn't Pat Casey cover up a uh, a child molester? That's one. Blake, would this be a good hire? Because I thought Pat Casey hired up a child molester. Here comes a Florida fan. Ha, 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 ha. I knew they'd hire a child molester. Here's another one. Um, I understand that. But still, he legally has his rights, which is true. Meaning... Uh, Kurt Heimlich or whatever you say it, his name he does have his rights but we don't know what actually happened and then an LSU fan came up right behind it behind it and posted a link from the New York Times saying that when he was 15 he did some stuff that wasn't appropriate well Blake he's 15. that that's gonna be the biggest thing well Blake he's 15 I understand that. I understand that, and I hope that the guy goes out there and makes a great living. I hope the kid goes out there and is able to support his family. But we're okay with this. We're okay with the coach covering it up, and when asked, this was his direct quote. Let me read this from Cat Casey when he was asked. When we recruited, I'm quoting, when we recruited him, we didn't know. That's bullshit you didn't know. How did you not? It's your job to know when you sign a kid, when you run a kid out there. I know that you, all you guys remember that, boys, girls, or whatever. I know that you remember that. You know how I know? It's because in 2018, when Oregon State would wind up going and winning a national title, they eliminated LSU after LSU eliminated them in 2017. This isn't something new to us. Are we going to protect this? All right. Let's get to a couple of these comments. We can't protect it. Kirk Paul says he read that the court documents were sealed. Yeah, uh, it's something that's going to bring up something with a juvenile. The court documents are going to be sealed. But at the end of the day, we know that he pled guilty. And it has nothing to do with the kid at this exact moment. I mean, it does and it doesn't. We're looking at hiring Pat Casey who covered it up. You mean to tell me that a national championship winning head coach retires because he's done after winning a natty? And now he wants back in the game? 2019 or what was it two three years ago? Texas was hiring a head coach, and Pat Casey was a guy that they were going after. Just a year removed, you're trying to get back in the game, and we're we're trying to say, hey, or- Oregon State didn't ref- didn't ref- fire him. They he just retired on his own free will. That sounds a lot like you know who Pulmonary. Pulmonary didn't get fired. Pulmonary didn't get asked to step down. Pulmonary is retiring. And what's so crazy about all this? We're in the super regionals with pulmonary. <laughs> oh God. Stephen Miller says if there's if there can't be full disclosure in that interview, then he won't be hired. And no way, I don't think it's passed any legit meetings to hire him. No. And then you got people out here saying that this Kevin O'Sullivan, let me just tell you about the Kevin O'Sullivan thing because it's kind of come out now. The article does not, I posted an article on my Facebook page and I posted it on Twitter. Kevin O'Sullivan was friends with with a couple and one of the individuals, just go read the article. Just go read the article. Just go read the article. Because it's not a good look. Guys what's funny to me too is James Craig got fired off a minor a minor recruiting violation but we want to bring in a guy that covered something up as I guess I guess his motto is just like Al Davis win baby win at all costs Jonathan Institute said it was a family member that he did it to. That is correct. His niece. Blaine Doucette says everything that went on at Oregon State that to- at that time in 2018 falls under Casey. Yeah, it all falls under Casey. Yes, it falls all under Casey. And we're supposed to, again, we have local media members running out there saying that it's a good hire. We have to ask him a question, though. We have
1: to ask him a question.
0: What question do you need to ask him? If James Craig, the former offensive line coach at LSU, is fired for a minor recruiting violation just a week ago, literally a week ago today, and we got to let that man go because of some simple shit with a recruit that is so minor because some people talk about because Will Wade and all the shit that he's gotten himself into at LSU brings these people on in here in the NCAA. So we got to fire him. But you know what? The sexual allegations, the $50 million lawsuit that LSU has over their heads, it's okay to fire Pat Casey. It's okay. It's fine. It's no problems. Look the other way, NCAA. You know what? Then why not hire Hugh Freeze? You know, if if Hugh Freeze is blackballed from the SEC, if Hugh Freeze can never return to the SEC, why is the SEC going to allow Pat Casey to be the next head coach at LSU? Or are they? You know, Scott Wilward is a lot of things, and a big game hunter is one of them. Not literally. Pat Casey is a big name coach. Pat Casey would be a big name hire. I'm not going to support it. Blake, you'll fall in line. Blake, you'll fall in line if they hire No, I won't. No, I will not. I'm not going to fall in line with a guy that covered something up and you're saying to fire Ed Orgeron with no documentation. I shouldn't say none. Minimal. Minimal. Stan Polkey says, I don't care about his health, age, any, any of that. Uh, he allowed the child molester to play on his team. It's true. That is very true. We're supposed to be having on um, Brandon Lang here in just a minute. Looks like he just sent me a text. Let me see what this is about. Okay. Um, Actually... We'll have to see. Looks like he's uh We'll see. We sent him the link. He should be here in about a minute. His story's fantastic. His story's absolutely fantastic. Robert Law says hashtag Ask Blake, why not Bianco? And if not him, who would you like? I'm not at this point, I'm not really o I'm not really mad at Mike Bianco being the next head coach. I know a lot of people do not want him. I know a lot of people um have said multiple times that they think that, well, he hasn't won at Ole Miss. But guys, quite honestly, it's really hard to win at Ole Miss, and he's in the Supers. And he's a Baton Rouge guy. You know what I think's funny is we've had fans out there saying, running out there saying Blake Dean, Blake Dean, Blake Dean, but somebody says Mike Bianco, and no, you can't hire Mike Bianco. Well, let me tell you this Mike Bianco has had a shit ton more of success than Blake Dean. He's had a shit ton of more success than Andy Canazero. He's had a shit ton of more success than Clint Godwin, who I actually like, so I'm not going to uh bash Clint Godwin. I'm not going to bash that. But he's had a shit ton of success as he's sitting in a Super Regional. His son plays for LSU, tearing the cover off of the ball finally. Brandon Reese says, uh, LSU cannot afford to go down that road. No, they can't. No, they cannot afford to go down that road. Not a chance. Can they... LSU cannot afford to go down that road. If you're going to allow a guy that covered up a crime to be your next head coach, you cannot allow that to happen. We will not allow that to happen. Everybody that's on social media, everybody that's on Facebook, everybody that's on Twitter, everybody that's on Instagram. Guys, if you agree with us, if you align with us, you need to take it there. You need to bring it there. And you need to say no. You need to say no. Make this shit go viral. Make this shit go viral. You cannot allow a guy that covered up crimes to be your next head coach at LSU, especially in baseball. I'm not just saying, well, he can't do it in any sport. He can't do it in any sport. Make that shit go viral. All right. Brandon Lang's going to join us. Brandon, it's going to be really interesting. I'm really interested to, uh, to talk to my guy here be I mean, really fun great sports handicapper let's do this guys you're going to want to wait and listen to it you're going to want to wait and listen to him did y'all see that did y'all see those quick uh, reflexes um let's get to a quick break and then we will bring on mr brandon lane but guys you got my man uh, john patton guys with mortgage rates the way that they are and as low as they are right now give my man a call do you want to save money? Do you actually like saving money? Because if you do, you'll call my guy, Mr. John Patton, over at, area, uh, over at GMFS Mortgage. Guys, are you thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage today. 225-614-1234, that's 225-614-1234, and tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. Purchase, refinance, build or renovate, GMFS, they're literally changing lives. And our good friend, Mr. Richie Roche, over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220, that's 225-937-7220. If you want the best-looking yard in your neighborhood, Richie Roche and Company will definitely deliver that for you. They can be out there today, and they do a lot of landscaping, a lot of building. That's Richie Roche, 225-937-7220, and tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rufino at AYS. Sent you on by. All right, we got our good friend, Mr. Brandon Lang, joining us. Brandon, how's it going tonight, my friend? How are we doing?
1: You know, I was gonna go like with no hat, but then I see you with the hat flipped around. i am I the hat around? I mean, when I go to the gym and lift, because I'm on this huge cream and clear kick. But you know, my wife, she's so hot. I can't my Google, Google, Google Brandon Lang's wife, and you'll be like, God, Lang, what a lotto ticket winner! She's Filipino, <laughs> super, super hot. She's 10 years younger than me. Her body fat's 3%. She's doing yoga every day. I'm 58. I'm in the gym. Back Monday, chest Tuesday, Wednesday's off. Shoulders Thursday, arms Friday. So, But I need a little bit of a boot. So I'm doing a little testosterone. Got a little Deca sprinkle sprinkling it as well. Doing a little Jose. Oh. Seiko, cream and clear, kind of going on. And I'm getting – I'm like – monster big and when i'm in the gym i got the hat turned backwards so we're just keeping the whole anything else is what was it like having matthew mcconaughey play you in a movie and the answer never changes like i said i'm 58 my wife's 48 she looks 28 she's filipino oh my god she's so hot and the older i get i, I i'm not always gonna stay in shape I, i'm not <laughs> in, in asian women they don't age it must be the miso super.
0: Hey Brandon, you do have a little bit of a bad connection, my friend.
1: White rice. I don't know. No. Yeah, Brandon, Over if you there. can he- Yeah, if you can hear us, yeah. we got
0: a little bit of a bad connection with you, my guy. Let's see if we can uh if you can reconnect somewhere. How am I now? There we go. There we go. Now we got you. Now we got you. There we go. Uh Brandon, you 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 brought up about Matthew okay. Mc- Is you, it better? you Yeah, you brought up Matthew McConaughey playing Hold you. Hold
1: on. You a- got to hear the punchline.
0: Okay, okay.
1: You got a punchline. I'm not always going to stay in the gym. I'm not always going to be big and ripped. And when that goes, I can say, honey, and we're in the bedroom. Close your eyes. Here comes Matthew McConaughey. And that's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, ace. that's all it did for me. That's all it did for me. So there we go. Glad to be on the show. Let's rock and roll. And, uh, you know you're pissed about something with with uh, with the whole coaching situation that you I came on and listened to you go on about was it the baseball coach or Ed Origin? I don't know but yeah you're pretty you're pretty hyped up about something there
0: yeah well Brandon we have a we have an LSU baseball coaching search and LSU baseball with Skip Barkman has been very huge um, LSU has a lot of sexual allegations um, that have gone on that have been very chronicalized and the first thing that they do is turn around and, and hire a coach that cover one up. So, just trying to to bring all of the 281 people watching us live. Hey, we can't allow that to happen. But I do like I do like that you the punchline about the Matthew McConaughey. That was what I was going to ask you. Um, and really, let's just go beyond that. What got you into sports handicapping? What got you into betting? Take our listeners down that path uh, of how you got into it and everything like that. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's Yeah, Brandon, if you can my friend, we're going to have to uh we're going to have to get a better connection, my guy. I might have to just give you a call, but we have some bad connection with you. Um if you can just log out and log back in and we'll bring we'll bring you back. I'm sorry about that, man. We don't have uh the connection. All right, so we're going to do this. We'll just continue to roll on. Um, Devin says sauces have confirmed. Uh, we'll try to get him back. Derek says hashtag ask Blake, No Jeff Duncan. Scott Strickland came from Kent State. Uh, it's a hotbed of coaches. We can see. We will see. Uh, Nookie says that dude is a riot. Yeah, he's funny, man. He's funny. That's why I want to bring him in. He's a great guy to have. Paul Bats says this guy reminds me of DJ from Homa. Yeah, dude. I mean. Just funny guy, man. And look, here's the crazy thing. One of the best sports minds, one of the best sports better of all time. I mean, they literally had to bring a movie about him because he was just taking so much money from people, which is crazy. Um, Let's see. Uh, Kurt Paul says, Blake Dean as an ex-coach is absurd. He hasn't done anything of note at UNO. Matt Reiser has a better resume, that's for sure. Okay, let's see if let's see if we got my guy here. Uh, we'll try to bring him in. Uh, we'll try to bring him in here. Nope. There we go. There we go. Let's see, Brandon. Can you hear us, my friend?
1: I got you, brother. I had to go out in the boat with Lorenzo, but we're good to go now.
0: <laughs> All right. So to to recap on that, what I was asking was what what got you into sports gambling and sports betting. Bring our bring our listeners down that path. Okay. Uh, Brandon, I'm just going to have to text you, bud. I'm sorry. The connection is just not going through. I'll have to text you through. It's just not going through. Sorry about that, my friend. I am very sorry. Um, We'll have to bring him back. It's just the connection is not going through. Um, He he keeps getting frozen. Uh, Blake Doucette says, hashtag ask Blake, what about the TCU coach at A&M Baseball just hired? Did LSU miss out? Um I don't want to say that they missed out technically. Um they could have done it, but it, it looks like that uh Schlossnagel, who 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 Blake is referring to, um it looks like they just made their, their run at him. I, I will tell you that a that AM was very nervous. Um uh, very, very nervous that LSU could be uh, going after Schlossnagel. Uh, but they wind up not doing it, so I, I don't I I don't know I don't I'm not sure. Uh, Nookie says is that Kevin O'Sullivan is hacking Blake's Wi-Fi. Well, it's not my Wi-Fi. You guys can see us. You guys can see us. That's for sure. Um, so it's not it's not our Wi-Fi. Carl says, "Wow, that would go down as the worst hire in Woodward's era." Don't do it, Scott. Yeah, I do think guys, I do think that Pat Casey would be the worst hire. Uh, of scott woodward's tenure so far and and look he's only hired one coach would be kim's uh kim mulkey now here here's the crazy thing do i think that he's a good coach sure he's never coached in the sec Uh, and again he covered something up i mean at what point you know again i've run out here so many times about ed orzron and said the following due process due process due process but what I'm not going to say is when a kid is convicted, when somebody's convicted, that it's okay. He lied about it. Guys, he lied about it. We'll see. I, I saw this from a couple people. Shannon Williams says seven junior college national championships for LSU es Coach Jeff Willis. Coach should be in the mix. Um,. I've been pretty vocal about this one too, and it sounds like I'm just keep I keep just hammering it. He is a winner. Um, he doesn't have a lot of the off the field stuff that is chroniclized, but I think that the thing that hurts Jeff Willis, yes, he has seven national titles, um, but he's never coached D one. He's never coached guys um he just never he's never coached uh uh those kind of guys. So we'll just have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see um i i would like for him to get another d1 job uh before then all right let's see if we got to give our friend brandon here brandon can you hear us
1: oh you should have me now we
0: should. oh dude job. night and day different it's perfect it's perfect so now so now that we have you here um take our listeners through uh, how you got into sports be- gambling, sports betting. How did that all come about? Was it something that you always liked to do, something that you did as a kid, and then just kind of went into it? Bring our listeners there. How did you get into that, my friend?
1: Parlay cards in high school. Um, and then when I joined the Navy, I had a, some small college offers out of high school I uh, for basketball and just wasn't ready to go to college. You know, I preferred walk on at Central Michigan, where Dan Marley played. But... So I joined the Navy and got stationed on the Battleship, New Jersey, and started doing parlay cards there. It's like high school. It's killing it. Got out, bounced around, got to Vegas in 87, and went to work for Jim Feist doing the local score phone, which back in 1987, which you probably, your listeners are like, what was a score phone? Well, you didn't have CNN and ESPN with scores. So you would have to call a local 368-2000 number, or you would call a nationwide 800 number where you would get an advertisement for a, a sports service or, or something in the first 25 seconds. And then you would get welcome to the Nevada sports schedule score phone. Here is your next score phone update. And then you have 12 TVs, satellite you do updates. NBA first quarter scores and you give live scores right there. And you do updates like every five to 10 minutes and you do them all night. You get paid to do this. So I got paid just to watch sports <laughs> and every five, 10 minutes do a scoreboard up. There it was the greatest job in America. I didn't care. I was making like $7 an hour. It didn't matter. <laughs> and, we're bet, you know, we're, and we're betting games and we're watching games and it was just great. And then I got into the 900 number aspect of it. And mm. next thing you know, Jim Feist came to me and said the Gary Austin Hotline's going out of business. Uh, you can update it for like the next fourteen days and then it's we're gonna discontinue it. Well, what I did was it's called cross plugging. If you call Chip Trimbus' nine hundred number before you get to Chip Trimbus' play, I said Gary Austin has his NBA game of the year. Well, everybody went and bought it and I won. And I went thirteen and one in those fourteen days on Holy Gary Austin. Shit. And, and it and it ended up getting more calls than all his other numbers. So then he calls me in his office. He goes, What did you do with the Gary Austin hotline? I go, I just went thirteen and one. And he goes to get more calls than anybody else. And then the Pacino character heard about that and had been given three, 900 numbers. And then that's where the plane ticket in the drawer comes in, in the movie two for the money, where he actually sent a plane ticket with cash in my drawer, just like Matt in the movie and said, you know who I am and I knew who he was because he advertised on the, on the score phone, but I'd never met him. Right. He goes, it's in your best. It's in your best interest to get on a plane to come to New York. So I went to New York and, um, and this is one of the greatest stories in the history of mankind that, that, that never gets told unless I have time to tell it. He offered me the job, $52,000 a year, my rent utilities, first near your near New York, and comp made any plays or concert or sporting events I wanted to go to my first year. To, so to celebrate, he goes, Have you ever been to Le Cirque? I go, What's Le Cirque? He goes, It's a restaurant in Manhattan where if you watch the movie Wall Street, that's where Charlie Sheen tracks the guy right. at Le Cirque for lunch. He goes, did you bring a suit? I said, no, you just told me to come on the plane. I brought nothing. I thought I was going to come in, interview, and go back that night. He goes, here's the keys, my Mercedes. Here's my credit card. Go to the mall. Here's directions. Get a suit jacket, um, <laughs> pair of slacks, pair of dress shoes. We're going to Le Cirque. You got to look good. So it's right during the U.S. Open. And so we go to Le Cirque. And we sit down. It's me, his wife, uh, a kid in his office that works for him and myself. We sit down, and literally, he goes, you like tennis i go huge tennis fan connor's is facing agassi in the semis tomorrow night it's gonna be a great match and he goes okay well he's sitting on the table behind us and i look behind me and there's jimmy Connors sitting right behind us i'm like oh my god wow. that's unbelievable 20 minutes later he goes turn around so jimmy can say thank you for the bottle of crystal that you sent him so i turn around and connor's holds up the bottle of Cristal and says thanks i'm like no way now <laughs> the circus known and i had the roasted duck never had duck before um, and I just remember that La is known for their desserts, and they have 24 different desserts, all in different musical instruments. He ordered all 24, and as they bring the dessert tray over with all 24, Connors now gets up to come over to our table to personally say thank you for the bottle of Cristal. We get into conversation about the umpire Richard Ings, who disqualified him down at the Lipton in Florida, and Ings is going to be with him and Agassi. And I'm like, is that a problem? And he's like, you know, your tennis. And we said, so he sits down with his wife, the playboy model, whatever her name was. And Ely Anastasi and his wife sit down. So now they're sitting at the table. As I take one bite of each dessert, all 24. (laughs) And I swear to God, he's sitting here going, "Ah, this is a job interview. And if I don't sample all 24, I don't get the job. He goes, this is a job interview. I said, absolutely. So I took one bite of every single one. And then I picked which one I liked. And, 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 you know, the Pacino character was a compulsive overreader, So he probably polished off seven of them by himself. And I would go to overeaters anonymous meetings with him. That's a whole other thing. But what a moment to have Connor sit down. He got crushed by Agassi in the semis the next night. We always say it was the right. desserts and the, the crystal that screwed <laughs> him up. But that was how I came to New York. And then I went on a tear for two and a half years where I just, I call it fool's gold because I really didn't know. The amount of money that i was making him so i didn't know the impact of my opinion and so it was kind of like me just flying by the seat of my pants and picking games i probably made him 19 20 21 million dollars over three years on wow. the numbers and he changed and became this just evil horrible uh disgusting person that i changed i'm just a small kid from michigan who who you know I i tell this I tell this pickup basketball story because, because once I got to New York and this is the greatest pickup basketball story over here, once I got to New York, I, first day in the office, I said to the guys, like, I need a place to play basketball. They go, it's Freeport rec center. It's all black. I'm like, they so they're like, be careful. It's in a bad neighborhood. I said, thanks. Good looking at it. So, so I get the address. I drive down there. It's, it's in the hood. Um, I walk in, there's a one, one game going on the main court there. And there's a two game wait. Nobody wants to play down on the B court. Everyone else playing the A court. So I, I'm the,
0: Let's see, we, uh, Brandon, we lost uh, you. Brandon. Yeah, we lost him. Okay, there we go. So,
1: so I, wa- so I walk in the gym and I say to the guy, You got next? He goes, Yeah, you need one. He goes, No, I'm straight. I'm like, Who's got it after you? Now they're watching me and he, you see him film looking at me. He goes, Guy down there. So I walk down the end. I go, You got second game back? He goes, Do You need one? He goes, No. He goes, uh, Who's got it after you? It goes, those two guys down there. So I walk down to the other side and I said, Yo, my man, you got third game back? She says, yeah, I said, you need one? He says, yeah, I'll run with you. His boy goes, come on, man. We just got set down. There's a two-game wait. You go pick him up. And he looked right his boy. goes, motherfucker, white boy walks into an all-black gym asking who got next. That motherfucker can play. We all right." (laughs) right. We all right. I get on the court we run 7 in a row I I'm, I'm I'm talking so much trash somebody better find. is anybody going to guard the white boy tonight <laughs> it's, it's, it's Woody Harrelson on steroids um, oh my Dorsey god Par- Dorsey Parker's the guy that picked me up and uh, we're still friends on Facebook today. I actually went and played in his league in Manhattan while I was in, oh, in God, New York for so the time. Great. But just a dude, if a if a white boy walks into an all black gym asking who got next, that motherfucker can play. So, <laughs> um, greatest basketball star. So so went on a great run, walked away, uh, didn't like working for me more, didn't didn't kinda like the guy that I'd become, which is this suit wearing, slick talking, driving a Porsche, um, strip bars, drugs, coke, hookers, um, the life that all your listeners want to live. It's trust me, it's not all that well, it is all it's kicked up to be, but you gotta be careful. Um, and just got out. Just 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 got out completely and went to Australia and just kind of deprogrammed in Cindy and Bondi Beach, realizing the whirlwind running that that five years that I had. And then I met two bartenders who got me into a pickup basketball league in Australia where I'm averaging 35, sleeping on a couch, hanging out for a month. And that was a great unbelievable time. And they're looking at me and and they go, what are you doing down here? So I told them all about my life. And one of them who sat in the corner, he looked like uh looked like the the old uh caveman in, in the um Geico commercial, just like him, um, goes, that would make a great movie. And that's when I came back to LA, and and figured I'll take a job at a golf course as a caddy, where producers, directors, and writers play golf. Got my job at Riviera Country Club in '97, um, and my first loop out of the box was Robbie Krieger, guitarist of The Doors, um, walking down the first fairway. He breaks out a joint. I get stoned. I'm not a big stoner, by the way. Not a big stoner. I just want to go on record right now: we are we are clean and drug free. But if it's Robbie Krieger, guitarist of The Doors, and he breaks out a joint, you got to take a little hit with Robbie. And I said to my mom after the loop, I said, if this is the first guy out of the box, I'm in the right place. And four months later, I caddied for Rene Russo's husband. Dan Doris, a screenwriter, pitched him, closed him. Seven years later, too for the money. Just like that.
0: You know, and it's really interesting. You know, when you talk to somebody whose life has been chronicalized into a movie like yours, and I know that you always answer that question, and I appreciate you bringing our listeners through that. The question that I had when our good friend Eric uh, brought us together was: is just how much more, how much sports betting, how much advice do you give out now? Uh, And look, and another thing, too: the state of Louisiana is passing mobile sports gambling, which is about to be a huge deal. Uh, I, how much are you still involved with it? Do you like watching sports still? Do you, are you still in the game with it and, and, and giving advice w- w- when you say that? Because I know you got the Belief podcast. And so uh, we'll let everybody plug or let you plug that there. How much involved are you in, in, in the sports gambling world still?
1: Buddy, my e commerce website, BrandonLang.com, is, uh, was launched when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And it it's you know the movie was both a blessing and a curse. The the blessing of the movie was being able to put my mom on the red carpet in Hollywood. You gotta understand something. When I was ten years old, my dad tried to kill my mom and got five to fifteen in prison for attempted murder. He left a note where he was going to kill my mom and kill all his kids and kill himself. You can pick up the newspaper across the country and at least once a week somebody's killing their whole family and killing themselves. So we escaped that. He got too drunk to pull it off. So for for me to put my mom on the red carpet in Hollywood. And for that in 2005 and for her to hug me on the red carpet and say, you've made all my dreams come true. Where does a kid go from there that you've, you, you've done that. Now that's Mm -hmm. the blessing side of it. The curse side of it is as Brandon Lang and as a handicapper, where my picks are available at brandonlang.com, I cannot win enough to sustain the demand for people who want my picks because they expect me to win every single day. And I'll give you a perfect example. We'll use this. We'll use this. We'll use this year as an example. I came out in the month of January and had my worst January of my career. I went 12 and 17, just destroyed, destroyed life. My, 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 my picture should have been on the post office for, for, for murder. I just could not (laughs) play the game and I come back in February and go on one of the most epic college basketball runs and have a huge winning February the March came down to the last day for a winning month. And then I had a massive winning April and I had a rock solid winning May. So we've won three or five months. We're up, I think, 300 and something units for the year. But if you just judge me on the month of January, you will never buy another pick from me the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But I always say it's a long year. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, sports is legal. It's boomed my business. If hey, Listen, and, and, and the one thing you learn about me, and doing your podcast and going forward, I am transparent. You'll never get handicappers talking about losing. All you hear them talk about is right. winning, 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 winning. Well, I'm honest, and my integrity means everything. I talk about losing because you have to. You can't, you can't, especially if you're me. If I take a shit and a shaky's pizza at 2 o'clock in the morning, it'll be in the forums. <laughs> Everybody's so interested in what I'm doing, you know? If right. I walk into the grocery store and there's a tranny in there that's so hot. And I say hi to you, where I bang the tranny. It's in the forums. I can't, I can't escape the fascination of what people wonder and, you know, what I'm doing. So I have to be honest in everything that I do. And like I said, it was a horrible January. There's nothing I could do about it. But I have massive winning streaks. I have massive losing streaks. But at the end of the day, it's about winning weeks and winning months. And can you make your client's money long-term. If you're looking for a quick fix, I'm probably not your guy. You, you'll catch them in a hot streak, but what happens if you came in in January, like I said, and then and, and then you you lost that much? You'll probably never come back. Well, look what you missed out on. An epic, I mean, April, that was 19, 19 20, 21 and nine in April. Jeez. That's unbel—that's unbelievable. But And I, I have guys that have been with me for so long. I've ran into guys um, on the golf course where I, I played these high-end golf courses and I've been in guys that are going, dude, I bought your picks in college. Mm-hmm. You, you had a great run and you buried me and my frat brothers. And then we jumped off you. But then one of our other frat brothers jumped on. And he got the winning streak. And then we jumped back on and We got the winning streak. But if we didn't just stay with you, I'm like, guys, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, man. So you can't win enough to sustain the demand, but you can just hope that you remain sincere and grind. And and get on the right side of more games, the wrong side. Because I always say this, you know, LSU national championship game, um, with you know with they they were I went against them just because I liked the points, but at the end of the day, they were the right side of the game. You lost you you try to lose with LSU before you try to win with the other team, and I made a mistake there and I paid for it. But but my job is to get you on the right side of the game, and most of the time if i give you a best bet it's not going to be a a 14 to 1 loser we're going to have a shot right there i say there's three things you can't handicap penalties turnovers and coaching stupidity you right. can't handicap that. you just you can't and and that's to. you just have to hope that one of those three don't rear their ugly head when you have a on that on the game
0: so i'm always interested and i knew about your website and i was kind of i was trying to lead you to where you where you brought us and there's so many questions, and I just got a couple because we're running a little uh, out of time, but sure. one one question I always have, especially because, look, I, I, I'm not experienced when it comes to handicapping like you are, okay? Is there something you look for? Is there something that – and maybe, and I don't know if all sports you look for are some of the same things, but is there something specific that you look for and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to win this one? It, it, it's a no-doubter. Or you always kind of may, – not maybe iffy, but just – Always question the picks that you make, but is, or is it just that one thing that you always look for when you're placing those bets?
1: I'll answer it this way, and, and I'll answer this for, for your listeners to help them. When you handicap a game right from the get-go, the value is in the underdog. But what people normally do is when they handicap a game, they start with the favorite and they try to work themselves to the underdog. Well, guess what? If you start with the favorite, the chances are you're never going to work yourself to the underdog because the favorite is a favorite for a reason and you'll talk yourself into the favorite. So I say flip it. When you handicap a game, Start with the underdog. make a case for the underdog. Really look at the underdog before you work yourself over to the favorite and if you do that, you will start to bet more underdogs and if you bet more dogs, you are going to win more money because the value of the number is with the underdog. Home dogs in the NFL are always rock solid, divisional home dogs, double I call them d, D D. I'm not talking about a strip bar with candy apples and (laughs) triple-double-Ds. No, I'm talking about double-digit divisional dogs. Mm -hmm. Double-digit divisional dogs. And then you have DD, DHD, double-digit divisional home dogs. Game I'll bring up. Pittsburgh, undefeated, goes to Dallas laying 14. Right. Dallas almost, Dallas almost won the game outright. You have to understand, it is hard to win on the road in the NFL. You start laying double digits in the NFL on the road, you're setting yourself up to get beat. So just bet dogs, man. Look for dogs, bet dogs, handicap dogs before you handicap favorites. And if you do that, you'll start to win more games than you. I am an underdog handicapper. I look for dogs, especially in college basketball, and the, that's my best sports, college basketball. That's I it, played yeah. it. I understand it. I, I tell people all the time. The SEC, early on, Alabama was an ATM machine just paying out. You just any <laughs> slot machine. You pull the level sevens across the board. Um, just find the smaller conferences and the dogs in those smaller conferences, and you'll win a ton of money. And that's, that's kind of just from that base, and then kind of work off that.
0: Do you ever base emotion of a team off of what may happen in the ultimate end, meaning LSU's coaches retiring, they're going out here again, and, and are huge underdogs this weekend. Do you ever base the emotion of a team and them playing over their heads? Do you ever factor in all the external stuff versus what's happening on the field with – you know, and, and look, I'll give an example. At least you had a guy, couple guys hurt in a couple of seasons. I'm like, I can't look. I can't. I can run out here and justify it, but I'm really nervous because they got these main guys hurt. But they're playing over their heads because of the emotion high that they're rolling off of. Do you ever use those external factors uh, when you place those bets?
1: Oh, huge, huge. Because more so in college and pro, right? What people do understand, about the NFL is—it's a business. So you lose a tough game in the NFL on Sunday. You you decompress on Monday, Tuesday you're on to your next opponent. You don't have time to let it manifest itself and become a cancer as you get ready for your next opponent. So so bad beats in the NFL aren't as bad as in college. College it takes kids a little more time emotionally to recover from a game that they that they should have won. Um, it's just it's it's hard to do. NBA it happens sometimes Portland Trailblazers in game five at Denver in the double overtime game where Damon went when, when Damon went for over 55 I think he went for 55 and they just they came back home with that series 3-2 and they had nothing left in the tank and Denver realizes they dodged a bullet came in and won game six in advance So right. it happens and you have to count on that emotion. But, but that emotion's more so in college than it is in, in, in the pros.
0: Brandon, last one because we have a couple of fan questions. A lot of them are firing in here, uh, but I'm going to go with this one because we are we are in the heart of NBA playoffs. Devin Stobb says, hashtag Ask Brandon. Who do you think makes it to the NBA Finals and who wins it?
1: Um, I don't think anybody's going to beat the Brooklyn Nets, right? <laughs> um, what 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 Kyrie and Durant did the other night against Milwaukee. And beaten him by, by seven hundred and forty seven points um, was was as impressive as 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 anything I've seen in quite some time. They're they're a beast, Kyrie and, and Kevin together. And Harden's gonna be back. He's probably gonna miss a couple games. But um, I don't see any of these teams left in the East it's gonna be Brooklyn. And in the West, I think the Utah Phoenix series is going to be unbelievable. I, do too. I think the difference I think the difference is Utah's been the best team in the West all year. I, I think Rudy Gobert, Ayton's playing great. I like the way Ayton matches up against Jokic. I think he's going to dominate him the whole series. He dominated him in game one. He's quick. He's the same height. But but Gobert's a whole different beast for for him to overcome. I think we're going to have Utah and Brooklyn, and and I just think Brooklyn's too much right. with Kevin and Kyrie and James uh, together. I think we're going to have Brooklyn and Utah.
0: You've been absolutely fantastic. Everybody's in here. Bring him back on. We will. Uh, but for now, tell everybody where they can go to catch all your stuff, your website, your podcast, everything that you're doing, my friend.
1: First of all, I got to apologize to all you New Orleans people because I I put the kiss of death on. I was at <laughs> Neiman Marcus in Vegas. It was during New Orleans Saints by Week uh, two years ago. And uh, I went in there to get uh, a new pair of Ferragamo shoes. And who walks in? With Sean Payton and I see him and he rolls over I'm like coach quick pick he's like absolutely he's in a great mood they're first place they're, they're balling we get the nice pick right there I got my Ferragamos on I said coach you guys are going to the Super Bowl and you're going to win you got defense this year he's like Brandon thank you ba, ba, ba. and and it didn't happen and that's- <laughs> so that's all damn it Brandon never-
0: damn it God, God.
1: My bad i apologize but it's brandon all right.com um uh, i got a great bunch of great handicappers and like i said it's a sprint not a marathon um gambling's legal i got some some great handicappers somebody's always hot and and if you're looking long term to build the bankroll um it's a, it's a great place to stop
0: thank you my friend we'll bring you on again soon you got a friend in us and all everybody that's watching us go to his website and get all the picks brandon thank you so much we'll, we'll talk soon my friend
1: by the way, next podcast we got it. I got caddy stories from L.A. Stallone, Wahlberg, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. That's a whole the Jack Nicholson, Dennis Hopper, Loop that I went on when I caddied for them. Jack's doing blow, Dennis is smoking <laughs> weed. That, that is one of the most epic caddy stories you'll ever hear. When I tell that story, just to leave your listeners. When I tell that story, I get high again. That's how high they had me from that from that loop. So absolutely. Well,
0: look, let's do this. We'll 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 have to do a podcast hour. I'll just ask you questions, and you could just story tell if you want to. And we'll go from there. Just oh, that's great. It, it'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, my friend. We will talk to you soon. That is Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com. Dude, he brought it. Dude, just brought it, bro. I told you. I, I promoted the shit out of him because I knew he was going to be good. I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't. Just bring those stories up, man. Just absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic. All right, we're gonna get to a couple comments, and we're gonna get on out of here. I, I, I see the debate inside of the chat. Um, guys, listen, you just can't hire Paul, Ca- uh, uh, Pat Casey. You can't do it. There's no justification of hiring that man. I don't care what he runs out in a press conference and says. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me what he says. It doesn't matter to me what he says. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Nookie says, "What a bold admission for here going against LSU and the Natty dude is brutally honest." Let me tell you something. Brandon is brutally honest. What He is brutally honest. He's not going to hold a punch. He, when he's right, he's right. And when he's wrong, he's wrong. When he's right, he's right. He's wrong, he's wrong. And what a fantastic guy to bring on and talk about it. Um, Greg Phillips says those coaches didn't get hired in their 60s. They got years to build their program. That's true. Uh, something we didn't talk for, everybody was asking, uh, and I got this on Twitter a lot, uh, what was the money that that uh, was about Brandon? It's two for the money. That's that's the movie um, that was about his life. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it because it chronicalizes that guy's life. It's absolutely fantastic. I might go watch it tonight. I'm. You know what? I'm actually going to go watch that movie tonight. I might. Mackenzie Hughes says, Kirr uh, She was replying to somebody. Uh Kirk says, was this during the College World Series or what have we no? What am I searching for in the time period? I remember remember it vividly. Um during um during the College World Series when the news was broken. The actions of this when it occurred was when he was fifteen. Uh so uh breezy says who would you want as coach blake look i'd like clint godwin i think that he's a good coach i think dan mcdonald is a good coach um look and there's a lot of great coach tony vitello uh you're going up there this weekend some people think and here's here's the stupidest argument i've i've heard when the pat casey uh thing was announced well tony vitello's an asshole you can't hire him but what are you talking about so you can hire pat casey instead like, what's your argument there? Because Tony Vitello's an a-hole, and some people call him a D-bag. We're just supposed to run out here. And, you, come on, man. Come on. Um, Paul says, Two for the Money is on Cinemax if y'all are looking. There we go. There we go. It's a great movie. He's a funny guy, man. You, I could sit there and listen to his stories for a long time. Uh, and, and look, I would love Tony Vattello. Um, I think he's a young, energetic guy who wants to come in and win national championships. He can be here for a long time. Pat Casey is a is a uh, speed bump. He's not going to be here ten years. A sixty three year old man's not going to be here till he's seventy three. Um, and, and look, I was told that Woodward is wanting to bring the bank. I mean, look at what Schlossnagle is about to make over at Texas A&M you're going to have to bring the bank. You know, a lot of people have asked me the question on Twitter. A lot of people have brought this up to me about um Tim Corbin. Look, if you want Tim Corbin, he might tell you no, he might tell you yes, but you're going to have to bring you're going to have to bring it for Tim Corbin. Like you're gonna, and a lot of people have asked me during this coaching search, "Blake, what about Tim Corbin? What about Tim Corbin?" We'll just have to wait and see. But until then, guys, we will see y'all again soon. We will see you tomorrow, I hope. (laughs) I hope we will see y'all soon. You guys have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Pat Casey, you're not coming to LSU.